there is a lot of things going on in the world. And while I don't understand it all, I can definitely at some point start piecing things together and realizing, let me get my mic a little closer to me, and realizing that there's definitely something wrong and this doesn't seem to be organic. So I've been watching this situation in Sudan, not watching it closely, just, you know, loosely looking into it, trying to figure out, okay, what exactly is going on? Now, I'm not going to tell you that the U.S. is involved because I know there are some that are that will just jump out the window and say, yeah, the U.S. government is definitely involved. I'm going to say it's always a possibility that the U.S. government is involved when it comes to a place like Sudan and going through what looks like some kind of political upheaval. It, it looks like things are just topsy-turvy or topsy-turvy and everything is is slated to fall apart. At least that's what it looks like. Now, again, I can't say with 100 percent assurance exactly what's going on. I know there are people that, you know, would love to tell you, yo, this is exactly what's going on. Um, this, that or the third thing is happening. And I just don't I don't think I can make those statements and those statements be actually true. So what I wanted to do is go to this article. Well, there's a couple articles I have pulled up reading and see if we can make sense of what exactly is happening in the Sudan because I don't think many people know. I don't even know if many people care. I kind of heard about what's going on in the Sudan, not by accident, but listening to another podcast, it was mentioned and this thing had already been going on for some weeks. And I'm like, how did I not hear about this? How, how did I not know this at all? So anyway, I'm going to get into this right now. This article is from, uh, PBS.com. What sparked the violent conflict to the control uh, to control the future of Sudan? And, and the reason for this is of all the videos I see, again, I'm reading this article from PBS.com. This is not information that I sourced. I'm not a journalist. I'm a dude on the internet that looks for information, tries to get as accurate as information as I possibly can. Okay, this article, I'm trying to find the author by Sam Maggie of the Associated Press. Uh, Cairo AP. Tensions have been brewing for weeks between Sudan's two most powerful generals, who just 18 months earlier jointly orchestrated a military coup to derail the nation's transition to democracy. Over the weekend, those tensions between the armed forces, Chief General Abdul Fattah Baran and the head of the Rapid support forces, a paramilitary group, General Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo erupted into an unprecedented battle for the control of the resource-rich nation of more than 46 million people. Now, again, I'm not saying that the U.S. government is involved. What I will say is situations like this where you see military coups, governments collapsing, um, in the past, in history, there tends to be involvement by the U.S. government, namely the CIA. Why the CIA has interest in doing these things, it's, it's purported several times 
in operations like this, that it's for the best interests of the American people. I'll say I'll speak for myself and say just historically looking backwards, hindsight being what it is, that doesn't seem to be the case in many of these scenarios, in many of these situations, contrary to what it is they say. Uh, let me see. Mm, 46 million people, both men, each with tens of thousands of troops deployed just in the capital of Khartoum, vowed not to negotiate or ceasefire despite mounting global diplomatic pressure. It is a deadly setback for a country at the crossroads of the Arab world and Africa, which four years ago ended the rule of longtime dictator in part through largely peaceful popular protests. Now, again, I'm not saying the U.S. government is involved. Typically, when you see uh, a peaceful air quote, peaceful protest in a country where there was typically a dictator. Now, I'm not saying that a dictator is a good thing. Typically, when you see that, it's not organic. It was I'm not going to say all the time, but a lot of times it was highly influenced and uh, guided by some U.S. intelligence interests. Now, I'm a U.S. citizen. This is my country. I love my country. That doesn't mean that my country is always correct. I think a lot of times U.S. intelligence believes that it is correct, but often we find that that is just not the case. And that really is an unfortunate happening and chain of events when it comes to U.S. policy and politics and how things are carried out throughout the world. We think we're right. We think we got it all figured out. And that just typically is not the case. We typically do not have it all figured out. Typically, we get involved in something thinking that we understand the scope of a region only to find out, you know, we mess things up. I give you a prime example, the war in Iraq. Many say the war in Iraq was over weapons of mass destruction. As a young man, I was in the military at the time. I believed it. I was naive. I was in my 20s. And I thought, well, the U.S. government would never lie to me. And everything I can look at, all the evidence I see before me, this is not conspiracy. It appears either the U.S. government was just dead wrong or we were all lied to. I think it's a, a higher probability that we were all lied to. And that's unfortunate. So, again, when you see things like this, peaceful protests overthrow a dictator, uh, probably wasn't peaceful, probably highly orchestrated by some intelligence assets and interests, believing that this was the best course of action. And a lot of times we there are things that are not right. This is a look. I am a believer. I'm a Christian. This channel is not, I have a Bible channel. This is not it. But I will tell you, there are things that we don't understand and we live in a fallen world. The unfortunate truth is sometimes you have the best of two bad options. And in case of Iraq, you have the bad option of Saddam not being there as an equalizing force and the whole region falling into chaos. And then you have the... The better of the worst options, if that's even a good way to put it, of Saddam, a brutal dictator being in control and the region being more stable, 
because he had such an iron fist. And that is the unfortunate truth. What you have to parse out is, is it a better idea to get involved or do we just stay out of it? Man, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I am not a, I'm not a strategist. I know there's a lot of, uh, YouTubers, people in the YouTube space that will proclaim to be journalists and strategists and understand how these things are supposed to work. I have ideas, but at best they're just ideas. I don't have all the information. I just don't think that my government is always telling me the truth. Okay. It says in recent months, negotiations had been underway for a return to the democratic transition that had been halted by the October 2021 coup uh, under, uh, let's see, under mountain, under mounting international and regional pressure, the armed forces and the RSF signed a preliminary deal in December with pro-democracy and civilian groups, but the interna internationally brokered agreement provided only broad outlines leaving the uh, the thorniest political issues unsettled. And again, this this may be primarily due to the fact that we in the United States don't really understand how things in a lot of these countries work. We think we do, but these these countries have history much longer than the history of the United States as a country. And because of that, there are dynamics within these countries that we don't fully understand. I've traveled to different places around the world. And when I've been in some of these different countries, I'm awestruck at, at this truth. I'm awestruck at the, at the point. Like I remember one time being in Germany and I was doing a, I'd been to Germany several times and I was doing a tour uh, it's a tour called Frankfurt on Foot. If you're ever in Germany, I highly recommend doing the tour Frankfurt on Foot if you're in Frankfurt. And one of the places that we saw, now I'd been to Frankfurt several times, never done a tour, but just decided, you know what, I'm going to do a tour this time. I'd passed this thing before several times. It's, it's like an this road. Uh, I can't remember what river that is in Frankfurt. My mind is is beyond me right now. And there's a there's a road that leads to the road adjacent to this river. And there's an archway, what I thought was just an archway. And this tour guide uh, told me that that was the old uh, city wall. Um, the city, I guess, was walled off during the time of Rome. You know, there was battles back and forth. Uh, the Romans, you know, with, with the Germanic people. And I and I thought to myself, man, this wall right here that's standing that I've seen several times is older than the United States as a nation. Now, now, when people say the United States, understand that there were people in the United States for thousands of years. I'm talking about the United States as a nation, as we're formed. We're a pretty young nation. I think the only nation younger, if I'm not mistaken, is Australia. Okay. During torturous, nego uh, tor uh, tor tortuous, I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> Negotiations to reach a final agreement. Tensions between Barhan and Dagalo escalated. A key dispute is over how the RSF would be integrated into the military 
and who would have ultimate control over fighters and weapons. There's always a dispute about fighters and weapons because even though some in the United States do not understand this, whoever controls the weapons controls the people. This is what separates the United States from many countries. We have a country where you have the right to keep and bear arms. And because you have that right to keep and bear arms, in, in some ways, this insulates you from a complete takeover. That doesn't mean it can't happen. It doesn't mean we're impervious, but it, it puts us in a, a unique category. Uh, that's a, a recognized right in our Bill of Rights. It's actually very pivotal uh, to the security and uh, uh, further, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the, the further expansion, growth, and stability of our country. Uh, DeGallo, whose RSF was involved in a brutal and brutal crackdowns during the tribal unrest and pro-democracy protests, also tried to fashion himself a supporter of the democratic transition. In March, he slammed uh, Burhans saying military leaders were unwilling to relinquish power. Here's something I thought is fair to mention here, and I've heard this several times. Now, I've never said this this way, so I'm not going to say I originally had this thought like I'm just so smart because I'm not. But in some ways, we've been brainwashed into thinking we have a democracy. We do not have a democracy. We have a republic. And again, these thoughts did not originate with me. I've heard other people say this. And when I look at it, I'm like, yeah, that's actually true. We have a republic with democratic processes. Pure democracy always breaks down into chaos like this, because what pure democracy leads to is mob rule. I know a lot of people don't understand that concept, and that's far beyond them to understand but it, it's something that really bears a little more looking into. And, and what I see in a lot of these a lot of these countries. And again, this is pure speculation. I don't know anything. But let's say our intelligence agencies are involved in the overthrow of certain regimes, uh, trying to push certain policies in these different countries. There are several things that our intelligence apparatus does not understand. Now, I don't think that uh, the people in the intelligence agencies are dumb. You don't get there if you're not smart. But this is what I think. I think many people within the United States don't even understand our own government. We don't understand that we don't have a democracy. We have a, a, a republic. You could call it a democratic republic, but it, a better explanation is, as like I said, as I've heard before by people like Tim Pool, it is a republic with democratic processes. That's more accurate to what we are. The powers that be, or let's say some of the people within the powers that be, may not understand this. And thus, they cannot understand why when they go to try to uh, push a pro-democracy government in some of these countries that are not set up this way, why it collapses because pure democracy is nothing more than mob rule. Analysts argued that DeGallo is trying to whitewash the reputation of his paramilitary force 
which begin as brutal militias implicated in atrocities in the Darfur conflict. Another thing I see, and I think it's probably propaganda, I can't say for sure. When you hear the word militia, people automatically assume and ascribe evil. A militia in and of itself is not an evil thing. Now, it can be used for evil means and people conflate those two principles. So it seems like this is, by the naked eye, a cut and clear conflict of interest by two controlling fact factions within a country. But if there's some other uh, party involved that's playing the shadows, then this is more than just a difference of opinion by two controlling factors. This is someone else getting involved, poking a bear that they didn't realize had its cubs with it and now are, are facing the backlash of that, which again, look, I love my country, but we do this a lot to our own fault. And really we cause a lot of turmoil, grief and heartache to many nations. So I pulled up this other, other website. Um, this is, uh, K A L W public media. Uh, this is from the Bay area. I like to pull up just a bunch of random sources when I'm, uh, getting information because who knows, you don't really know who, who sourced this information. Like I said, I am not a journalist. I'm not calling people sourcing information. I don't have insiders. I don't have sources. So this stuff may be true. It may not be true. There's really not a way for me to notice, which is why I read from so many different sources and try to parse out what's actually going on. Okay. So the article says the root causes of the ongoing violent conflict in Sudan. This was written by, uh, Malihi, I believe that's how you pronounce that name, Rezazin. Um, probably somebody either from this region or close, maybe, possibly. Uh, on this edition of Your Calls Media Roundtable, we discuss the vicious power struggle between the Sudanese Armed Forces and the paramilitary Rapid Support Forces. Again, when I see paramilitary or anything like that, I, my mind almost always goes to, I would not be surprised if this was some U.S. backed interest and it got out of control. Like many U.S. backed interests in other countries that got out of control. We do this often thinking that we can control some armed faction in some other country. And I just don't think that's tenable. I think we need to mind our business. I think I'm not an isolationist. If we have allies that request help, I think we, sh we should help in whatever capacity we can. Outside of that, I think we need to mind our business. And now when I say mind our business, I'm not I'm not talking in a way where you just uh, pledge blind ignorance to what you see going on in the world. But, yo, we are not the world's police. We are not God. The escalating the escalation of violence has created a humanitarian crisis of immense proportion turning the Khartoum into a war zone with millions of innocent civilians caught in the middle. Hundreds have died and tens of thousands of Sudanese are fleeing to neighboring countries to escape violence. Uh, what is next for Sudan? And that creates another, another problem. The other problem it causes is 
when you have so many people fleeing to another country, they bring with them all the ideas that may have caused the issues they have in their current country. And that happens a lot. You, you, you see that throughout history. Look, I don't have the answers. I don't know the answers. It seems like there's some third party involved that we don't know about. Now, maybe that's U.S. intelligence. Maybe it's, uh, you know, all we, people always like to blame the Russians. Maybe it's the Russians. It's possible. Maybe it's China. There's different players on the table right now on the world stage. I would say that the biggest players right now, as it stands, is Russia, China, and the United States. And right now, Russia and China are leagued together. I wouldn't say they're like best friends. They're they're. What I see from them is the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's what I see from Russia. And they're making deals with other countries that we are, let's say, really friendly with, like India. This is not looking good for the influence of the United States. Not that, look, I think this idea of world influence, I'm not saying it needs to be abandoned, but countries needs to need to take care of their countries and defend their countries and, and aid their allies if requested. And like I said, in whatever capacity they can. But outside of that, this idea, look, I get it. I get the world we live in. World influence is a big thing. Um, uh, this is something that uh, cannot be um, uh, understated or overstated. However, however, that's that said, the influence of countries is a big deal. Now, because of that, as a country, do you just want to move yourself off the table? No, I get it. I get it. We want to stay engaged and and stay involved. Excuse me. I'm messing with my uh, my white balance here. I think I have it on auto and I see my my video kind of changing colors. So I'm going to adjust that. But anyway, I I don't know what the what the answer should be. Um. If it okay, so if it was up to me, what would I do? Whew. That's a hard question, and it, it's it's hard to answer. And this is why I say I don't proclaim to be an expert. I, I hear a lot of people on the internet, some journalists, some novice like me, just you know, somebody on YouTube sharing thoughts. That's all I consider myself. I am not a journalist by any stretch of the imagination. But we all think we have the answers. I just don't think it's that simple. I know that we could recognize bad answers, but I don't know if we all have the right answer. We may think we do, but man, these situations are more complicated. And maybe they're made more complicated because there are U.S. interests getting involved when we actually probably shouldn't. 